Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. Due to the pandemic, we bring you One Bad Mother straight from our homes, including such interruptions as children, animal noises, and more. So let's all get a little closer while we have to be so far apart. And remember, we are doing a good job. This week on One Bad Mother, Boredom. That what doesn't make you less bored makes you more bored. Plus, Biz has summer plans and Renee Culver is back and on the move. Woo! Hello, everybody. Hello, Renee. Hello. Thank you for having me back. As always, it is impossible to fill the shoes that were before me, Mm. but I sure love talking to you. I like talking to you. <laughs> Little business to start off the show. Yeah, lot it's a of tough things. day. <laughs> so it's a hard day. So we are recording this a week in advance. Uh, it is Friday the 29th. Usually record, we record on a Monday and then release on a Thursday, but uh, schedule changing, COVID, summer. Uh, and so it is a weird day for America right now. And when this episode airs, it's going to have been a week after some incredibly difficult times. As we always say, the show is supposed to be timeless rather than timely, but that isn't always easy when we find ourselves in the middle of great sadness, frustration, rage, and the unknown. The deaths, sickness, financial chaos, and general unknown due to the coronavirus pandemic coupled with the never-ending and unacceptable racial injustice our country continues to experience feels truly overwhelming. These are difficult conversations to have with our children. The horrific events that continue to take place in our country, including the recent death of George Floyd, spotlight the importance of these conversations, not just today, but every day. In today's show notes, you're going to find links that we hope will help. So I just wish peace to uh, everyone today listening. There is a lot going on. I also want to take a moment to thank all of the essential workers who are helping this country through the uh, coronavirus pandemic, we have had an enormous loss of life due to the pandemic and the job loss and the financial insecurity that we face as a country right now. Is, it's a staggering. It is staggering. And I just want to say that we see you you know, the best way we can be here for you, I feel, is just to keep coming in and doing this. And the hotline is always is always there for calling. We see you. You're doing a very good job and we appreciate you. And finally, I want to give a shout out to Teresa uh, and her family. Teresa is taking a little time off from the show because her family really needs her attention. And if there's one thing we understand in One Bad Mother, it is definitely that. (laughs) I mean, like, I don't think, Renee, Teresa and I have ever had a day where, like, there hasn't been, like, a, 
is somebody sick, is somebody whatever, where it's of like, course. fuck the show, do what you got to go do. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Jesus. Priorities are straight. Yes. I, I totally, yeah. Priorities are very, very straight. So, uh, Teresa, I'll say it again. Fuck this shit. Go take care of yourself <laughs> and your family. I am a really great person and I sent them all ice cream. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you did. I did. Yeah, I you was did. Like, How much ice cream can I send you guys? I am mm-hmm. going to send every single person in that family a tub of ice cream. And I will continue. Everybody gets their own tub. Right. And you're speaking of like bathtub. Like bathtub. That's of how ice much. Cream. Right. Of course. Of course. Basically, Teresa, we see you. You are doing an incredible job. That leads me into saying thank you once again to Renee for coming back to join me. To talk about stuff, because I am only with my children. Sure, yeah. And I need to, you might be the only other adult I talk to this much, even more than my husband right now. Beyond (laughs) honored. And as always, good people never love to hear that they're good, ever. Mm. So I know Mm. that this next part's going to be very painful for you. Uh, But based off that intro that you just did and the way that we love Teresa, like, it is an absolute joy to talk to you. You were such a good person, and I, I hope that all of us can aspire to be more like Biz and Teresa, because you guys, man, <laughs> I do Just, every day. Well, I don't have a bracelet yet that is what would mm. Biz and Teresa do, but it's coming, probably. You know you know what? we? You know, there's literally a sign that hangs over our back door in our house, and it says, don't be a jerk. Yes. <laughs> Got me. Words the to live family, by. Yes. The family motto. Yes. Don't be a jerk. That's, That's a good place to it's start. It's pretty easy. We can just begin with that, maybe? Yeah, let's just start there. Hi-yi-yi. Renee. Yes. I am, because we're not in a studio, I can see what's going on around you. Yeah. So I'll just make it mysterious and say, how are you? What's going on with me? What's going on with you? Well, and I tell you what, uh, I think Oprah said it best in her commencement speech that we're all graduating in one way or another. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, so I, in a very good way, have a, a move upon me. I've uh, had roommates for years, and I think, you know, this sort of escalated the, I've always wanted to live alone, so let's let's give it a, a shot. So, uh, so yes, the things that you're seeing is just my entire apartment is uh, boxed up. And to be very sure, what you're seeing is my roommate's stuff that is boxed up. I am a minimalist. I own nothing. So, uh, so we're going to see how easy, it's going to be an easy move. But then it's going to be interesting to see how I navigate a new apartment with nothing in it. Ooh, so it's just you. You are just me. You're about to live all on your own. Just all on my own. I'm very excited. That is very exciting. Do you need me to freak you out uh, like do. my mother did uh, yes. and uh, just send you all sorts of like door jams, <laughs> like <laughs> cans of mace, mm-hmm. just anything, just, just in case. Yes. You know what? I yes, of course of course I want that. Of course I do. But as you were just talking about how I you haven't talked to another adult, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. as my roommate is moving, she's, you know, mostly in her other apartment right now. And the amount that I am talking to the dog is already alarming. It is full blown conversations in a way that is more entertaining to me than any show I've watched in quarantine. And I'm like, so there's I'm not alarmed. I'm aware of it, but I'm not alarmed by it yet, which oh, means yeah. I'm going to be a crazy dog lady in three days. How long do yeah. you think this is going to last? And what do you mean in? No. 
Very good point. Very good point. It'll be apparent to strangers on the yeah. street that I am a yeah. crazy dog lady. I remember when my cat, many, 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 many years, my first like cat that I had as a, you know, living on my own, bouncing from man to man, and down to down, <laughs> cat Louise. Yes. I remember when she finally passed away. I mean, it, was, it had been, she was got to be 20. She passed away, and I remember a few weeks later, I said to Stefan, we have to get another cat because I'm just walking around and talking (laughs) to nobody Mm -hmm. because I used to talk to Louise so much. I would just, you know, I'd be doing laundry and be like, hello, I'm doing this and we're talking about the things. And like... I just realized I was doing it to nobody. <laughs> I needed, I was yeah. like, we need something here for me to be talking to again. So right. I, I get it. I get but it. I also like that you're slightly on board with me. And the solution yeah. is not, oh, should I take some inventory of me slowly becoming more and more crazy? No. It is, let me just give an object to focus my craziness toward. Yes. Yes. Which I think is smart. I think that's the correct solution to this. Isn't that Go. why we have pets and children? Yes, I hope so. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Focus my crazy on. Precisely. Well, good luck on your move. Thank you very much. Your time to be moving. Thank you. It is. It is. But again, I don't have much to move, so I'm not going to have to inconvenience anybody. Um, Also, I should say that the apartment is furnished that I'm going. I'm taking Um, over a friend's apartment, so I'm just buying off all of her furniture. Nice. So the transition in there is going to be a, oh, oh, now I have nice things to contend Uh. with. As, a, nice. as somebody who has never had nice things before, it'll be interesting to see oh, <laughs> how I tend nice. to such. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, Biz, how are you? How has your week been? Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Great, here. Next segment. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm all right. We okay. are all still sheltering in place here. Mm-hmm. School is over. School is done. Okay. And, and is that proving to be a good thing? No. Okay. School fair. being over is great when you good. have camp. Yeah. Or you can go to a park or go over to a friend's pool or have play dates. I will let children live in my house all summer. Right. I right. don't care. Yes. But they can't come now. Oh, right. And so it's just... Just like it was when we were in school, except without a schedule. Any structure. Yeah. I mean, we're finding our way and like, but like, uh, uh, that's a fair review of this. Yeah. I don't do well this summer in general. Like uh, people who've listened to the show for a long time know that usually right after summer, after Christmas break, after (laughs) any break, I'm not all right. I'm not yeah. all right. Not mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to be okay here. I will just say for the record, I don't want to fucking do this. Yeah. And I'm very tired. Yeah. And I have to pull from resources that are no longer available to me in my soul right. to keep us all from going crazy. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't want to do that either. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. My yes. inner toddler is Absolutely. like, Fuck this shit. Yes. <laughs> that yes. is where I am. Fuck this shit. I don't shit. think that's inner toddler. I think that's inner soul. Because no, oh no, my soul. Yeah, my time, soul. 
I was on screaming. here, which I think was about six weeks ago. We were all saying, I'm at a breaking point and there's no break in sight. And now yeah. it's six weeks later and there's still no break in sight. Well, yeah, yeah let's it's get real. School ain't going to be. School ain't, they ain't no school. I know. They ain't no school anymore. Let's get real. Let's <laughs> all take the real pill now, yeah. everybody. Yeah. It's going to be a weird that second surge is coming, they say. And like, right. I just. Uh, <laughs> and with that said Uh, great and couldn't have been said more articulately might i add you're welcome that ties in very nicely to what we're going to talk about today which is boredom please take a moment to remember if you're friends of the hosts of one bad mother you should assume that when we talk about other moms we're talking about you if you are married to the host of one bad mother we definitely are talking about you nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice Miss and Teresa's children are brilliant lovely and exceedingly extraordinary nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise Renee yes boredom yeah you are a doggy parent I am, yes. And I am a childy parent. A child parent, right? And uh, I just, I want to, I like to have you on and then horrify you with the realities uh, sometimes that parents face. As a parent, before I had kids, I really don't know what the craze was in parenting. So uh, every time a person becomes a parent, they Uh get to then feel like it's all new. Okay, so like only now are people writing articles about boredom. Of of course, yeah. Yeah, and I will say boredom in our current day and age is really preached after the whole like we need to help manage our children's schedules and they need to be busy and they need to be perfect and be able to compete with everybody. And how will they get in college if little Tina isn't playing the violin by three? Uh-huh. Right? Like, <laughs> yes, yes. A lot of, Facts. lot of stuff. Right? Right. And then uh, now we've done a horrible job because our children don't know how to be bored. Right. Apparently. <laughs> okay. uh, I think they're really good at being bored. Do you know how I know? Because my children come to me. Mm-hmm. Every five minutes and inform yes. me they're bored. So of course, yeah, they can be bored. <laughs> it's very possible. The They've announced about. it eight times today. They announced it eight times. It can happen. Uh, yeah, I had some fun and I googled <laughs> kids <laughs> and boredom. And what does Google say about such a thing? Google had the following as the first, like you know, like you Google it, and then there'll be like the top questions mm-hmm. that people have searched for. These are fun. We, okay. are, we are barely surviving as a society, by the way. <laughs> yes. okay. Question, okay, let's hear it. What do we got? Question number one, is boredom dangerous? Okay, that was, I think of idle hands or the devil's hands. Okay, all right, guess, that's where they were going what with that. that is. Okay, all right, okay. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 and all the times I was bored, I never like picked a brick up and slammed it into my hand to see if I that would be less boring. Certainly not. Certainly, right? I understand the the caution of it, but I a- <laughs> sure. agree with you that uh, for I think for a parent who was googling is mm. boredom bad? That's not the first thing they need to read. They care and they are trying, so yeah. they don't need to be told that oh, it could be dangerous. Well, yeah. they certainly this certainly isn't telling you that it's dangerous. It's just. So many people have apparently Googled, right. is boredom 
dangerous. dangerous. I don't even okay. know how that's a question. That's right. okay. Maybe they were bored and they had time to think about it. Right. <laughs> Is boredom stressful? This was another one. And okay. I actually have an answer to this. Oh, okay. I find when my children are bored, very stressful to me because they just keep coming to me and saying I am bored. Right. Ellis will actually just wander around me like a shark. Yeah. Saying that he's bored or just making noises. Okay. Uh, uh, Yep. And I'm like, look, you found something to do. (laughs) That's a perfect response, by the way. That's great. That's exactly what you should respond with. (laughs) My response. This is one of my favorites. Okay. Is getting bored easily a sign of intelligence. Oh, <laughs> somebody very, very confident in themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, well, I must be a genius. You see, I, I find must. nothing to do. <laughs> yes, okay. I'm so smart. Albert Einstein was incredibly right. bored. Exactly. Yeah. It's I, a testament that I'm staring at this while, yeah, it probably means yeah. I'm a genius in I'm a genius. <laughs> I'll just Google that support. <laughs> I did not click on that to save. Okay. Fair. The, and then finally... Can can I die from boredom? Oh, God. Okay. See, see the first question, is boredom boredom dangerous? dangerous. Right. Okay. Yes. You can't die from boredom. I am 99.9% sure that you can't. So, (laughs) Renee. Yes. I know I just shared with you what my child does when he is bored. Right. What does your dog do when they are bored because i know yeah a dog's i've heard the rumors oh, yeah. of the board don't leave your dog bored the Completely. dog needs activity absolutely and as with every time i'm on this i uh i i can't express enough how different dogs and kids are how dare yeah. i compare the two how Man. dare i know this <laughs> Um, but, but to speak to the stressful element of it, mm. I think it's because it elicits guilt within me that um. I need to be providing more stuff for him. Because what he does is a he is a thespian if he is nothing. Uh, the amount of throwing himself to the ground and huffing and sighing and and he'll he'll get up and like nudge to yeah. to play. But I'm still working, and so there'll be like a, a little I I got you. Just let me send four or five more emails uh, and. And then, and then I, that is not an exaggeration, just throwing himself to the ground in size. <laughs> or, and I think you might be able to see it on this hat, he, uh, mm. he's now taken to just nibbling at things, mm. and he does it so gently that you're just like, oh, I'm getting some kisses. And then you look down to see that there's an entire <laughs> hole in your pants, like to the point where, oh, I can't wear these anymore. Uh, and this whole time, I was just like, he loves me, he loves me. <laughs> no, not at all. He just nibbled a hole through your pants. <laughs> just, this is so, actually... That's actually very similar to the like, go find something to do. Right. Yeah. And then they go mm-hmm. and you don't hear from them, from your right. children. And you're like, that's great. Yeah. Look at them. Look They're at being him. creative oh, and they figured it. it out. And then there's like a small fire mm-hmm. or, or like the wall has been painted or there are haircuts being sure. given or yep. whatever they've decided to do. Right is not something that or, is right whatever. it now requires maintenance on your yeah. part to you can uh, never to go wear fix. those pants again <laughs> yes. right that's yes. what happened exactly yes. exactly so what is the social pressure on 
keeping your dog not bored. <laughs> Ooh, that, I mean, that is pretty good. I think, yeah, I guess it's a little bit less boredom and more uh, if people who don't have dogs will be like, I mean, I could never, I could never in an apartment to keep them cooped up in an apartment. Oh. And you're just like, ah. uh, <laughs> now a little bit, a tiny bit. I have now learned that that is a way to get people to stop pressuring you. But ultimately what you're saying is I'm too selfish to take them on five walks a day. Yeah. I, I couldn't. I couldn't dare. Because it's a lot of work. And a much easier answer is I just don't feel it's fair to the dog. Yeah. And you're like, well, is the Humane Society better? I don't know that it is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it might be giving him a step up here. Maybe I'm not. Um, but yeah, I think the, the social pressure is... Uh, yeah, gosh, I don't know. I think it's just the quality of, like, living you give them. I, I haven't heard specifically about boredom, but I have yeah. heard about, like, environment uh, being necessary. Yeah. How about for you guys oh. uh, when it comes to kids? I believe there are entire periodicals <laughs> dedicated uh-huh. to what a horrible job we're doing yeah. if our children are or are not bored. One of my, one of my favorite, there's, like, you'll be hit with a wave of, Boredom is good for your children. Right. You know what, guys? Uh, sure. That's good for them. Yes, good it form. is. Right. I get it. Yeah. Good job. That said, every child is different and has yeah. different needs. And not every child you can just say, go figure it out to. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so different true. ages, different stages, different needs. So, you know, you're an overbearing parent if you're not letting your children be bored uh, you're an awful, overbearing parent if you're ignoring your children. All of those articles are usually followed by boredom-busting summer, how sure. to bust the boredoms. And I'm like, what are these busts? What wow. do they recommend? What's going to bust the It recommends boredom? you fucking right. doing everything for your children. <laughs> That's what it is. Like, there's like, you know, right. with summer, with summer here, yeah. I am now being inundated with mom summer camp mm-hmm. and i'm like mom's gotta work no. <laughs> like, my yeah. summer camp you know right. and like okay there was one thing i was looking at and it was these are all the benefits there's you know it makes childhood happier great okay. it's a all sense right. of belonging i don't sure okay. uh, this is if they are bored with other children around right okay? like right. a lot of mental health and confidence look like they can take Lim- test limits and try new things again. Right. Yeah. A lot of this depends on where you live, right? Sure. Like, yeah. That'd be like me saying, you know, you being like, do you, li- I-, I can't have children because I live in an apartment. That just right. wouldn't be fair to them. They wouldn't be able <laughs> yes. to get out and walk right. and take the mm-hmm. risks they yes. normally do. Yeah. But underneath this article are, Best boredom-busting books for kids. So they've just told you how great boredom is. And now they're going to recommend things to bust boredom. And these are, so like, these are all for kids. So there's 100 screen-free ways to be boredom. There's the Never Be Bored book. There (sighs) is Unlock Your Imagination 250 Boredom Busters. And then... Boredom Buster, Games for the Road. The Ugh. message this is sending to the child is, yeah. you should not, in fact, be bored. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. 
It's so wild. And this is, it's, it's um, adjacent to boredom and yeah. that I remember my mom made this incredible chart, like this amazing chart for me to practice my piano when uh-huh. I was a kid. And there were incentives and there were stickers yeah. and it was just like a, a book was read and she followed it to the T. Yeah. Uh, and I just didn't, I have horrific hand-eye coordination. Oh. It was more frustrating to me than it was satisfying. So just a kid, I was like, I don't want to. And I remember like she didn't, she didn't say anything. She didn't do anything. She's like, okay, we don't need to. But I remember seeing this ripped up chart that she'd clearly worked so hard on in the trash. And so like even with best intentions of like how to do what the thing says, the kid maybe doesn't need it. And and it's just going to feel bad that mom tried and I wasn't able to be entertained by the thing you tried to entertain me with. Well, right. Or like we just talked about, we just had a show on I Tried So Hard Today. Right. And it was Mm -hmm. all about making these efforts to meet all these expectations of helping with the learning or helping fill some time because you don't want your children on devices all day long, right? And like, you know, this it all stemmed from this call that we got where the mom was like, I set up a craft project and none of them wanted to do it. And then everything was a mess. And I just like, I was like, fuck this. And I left. And then the kids are all like, we don't want to do this, but why aren't you helping us do it? And and she's just like, I just tried so hard. Yeah. Right. And like, I am totally down with the boredom because it Mm -hmm. plays into every problem can be solved, which is my own issue that I have to work on in therapy. Yes. Yes. But like, it's how I process the world. I can, if it's a problem, I can try and fix it. And I, that probably came from having to come up Mm -hmm. with the ways to entertain myself or do things. Right. Yeah. But that I am sure was not something I learned overnight. And I am sure it was not something I did with one afternoon of boredom. And, you know, you also have these situations in which I grew up where I could go wander my neighborhood and I could, Mm -hmm. I didn't live like in, you know, rural America. I mean, there was, it was streets and cars and busy, but there was no stranger danger, right? right? Right. There was none of the stranger danger. And even if you do let your kids go out, there's still the risk of people calling the police if your child is out on their own right like yeah how am i supposed to like be okay letting you know when i we've started letting katie bell go out on her own walks and do her own bike riding yeah and you know i cling to the window and stare like a crazy person good mom yeah part of my fear is also somebody's gonna think she's in danger Right. <laughs> just am like, yes. Oh, my God. Yes, exactly. It really is. And again, uh, kids and dogs, different, different. Yeah, sure, sure. But half of my worry <laughs> is about, oh, is he having fun? And the other half is what are the people who are seeing me letting him loose in a parking lot thinking? Yeah. Is this unsafe for him? Is this? Yeah, it's um, it's so hard. I know. It's so well, hard. Do you, do you like being bored? You know, I find that it is, there's a breaking point. There's a breaking point of you watch as much TV as you do, or you, you know, read kind of like books that aren't helping you at all. And there's just something that you're just like, oh, my, I need to be creative. I need to do something more. So, and I will argue that once, at some point, you will not be a kid anymore. And whoever your boss is, is not going to hold your hand on what you need to do next. So I think there is something to be said for, experiencing the, oh, I don't like this. 
I don't yeah. I don't like that I don't feel proud of myself right now. And yeah. then going oh. out and, and doing something that you can feel proud of. Well, that's interesting. You does that mean that you associate boredom with some sort of failure? I think laziness maybe oh, a little bit more. Yeah, I'm just like I'm not but doing now, that anything. An adult, that's kind of an adult concept though, right? Or was that also something that was connected with kids? Get on yeah. the couch and tell me, Renee. Yes, yeah, so let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Um, yeah, I think my family was, they were, we were good with organized chill time, organized uh, relaxation time. But there was, I, there's definitely a, a um, I guess, work ethic mentality that yeah. is deeply instilled in me is if you see anyone else working and you are sitting down, something's wrong. Yeah. And that would be like with housekeeping or like making dinner or, or something like that. But Man, I need to instill that in my family. <laughs> Deeply. I don't know that you do. It uh, it creates a people pleaser that is impressive. Uh, <laughs> so, on the, I mean, on the one hand, you get you get a very well behaved kid, but you yeah. get a very people pleasy adult. So you well, got to pick and say, choose your battles. I do use cleaning and chores as a way to motivate them to find something else to do with their time right because usually when they wander in and say i'm bored uh and i'll say you know go find something to do i promise you you can figure it out you know and they're like oh boy can i do can i watch tv can i no (sighs) go find something to do you can do I it. Can't. I know you can. Well, if you can't, <laughs> I have lots of jobs that you can do. There and they're like, go. I got something to do. I, I, and then found they run it. I found it. <laughs> and then they always find something like really nice to do. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. So like, I don't, I, I actually love boredom. Mm-hmm. I do. I was love just going to say, how do you sit I with it? I love it. Like I it? also have the crazy work ethic. I also have the mm-hmm. like, you know, hardwired to, see around corners or whatever and like but I I think as a result of always being that like wired and that on Mm -hmm. that like boredom was a chance for me to like as a kid to wander and explore I had like a you Mm -hmm. know like I had a lot of imagination so it was like well I'm gonna go and solve a mystery right now in the neighborhood or I'm gonna go you know, spy on a neighbor or like whatever. Yes. Like I, that seemed totally normal to me because there was nothing to be afraid of, right? right? And so that just grew into like, that just developed with me as I got older. Right, right? Like, curiosity and creativity. Yeah. Yeah, and the good. like, you know, reading garbage or watching garbage, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was just downtime. Yeah. But I have never seen boredom as something that I should look up to see if it's going to kill me or (laughs) is something that might be dangerous. So Yeah, the danger I can sort of get to in that if I don't give you healthy means uh, to behave, will you find unhealthy means? Right. No, I get that. Yeah. But um or just going into vices to like numb out and yeah. stuff like that. But yeah. But actual just like someone entertain me or I'll die. Yeah. I don't hit <laughs> that level. I don't yeah. know. I maybe I'll just run my own experiment here in the house. 
And uh, for summer. Oh, wait, that's it. Now I've got we summer plans. <laughs> Just going to experiment with my two children and boredom. I'll Perfect. let you guys all know in the future. One Bad Mother is sponsored in part by Billy. Self-care and routine are always important. So whatever you're using to get ready for the day should make you feel amazing. Meet Billy. They've created everyday essentials by delivering premium razors and high-performing body care directly to you. No pink tax. No visit to the drugstore. Go to mybilly.com to get their starter kit for just $9. That includes their award-winning razor, two refill blades, and a magnetic holder that keeps your razor safe and dry in between uses. And they just released three completely clean, must-have products to add to your routine. Lip balm, dry shampoo, and face wipes. Get started by going to mybilly.com mother to get the best razor you will ever own. Best part? The starter kit is just $9 plus free shipping always. Go to mybilly.com slash mother. That is spelled mybilly.com slash mother. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Renee. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Well, I would love to. Uh, I think it does sort of uh, lend itself to the boredom earlier. I uh, I got my dog a uh, a puzzle game that you can cool. get just like at Petco and something. And so you put a treat in there and then he's got to like spin the dial around to get the treat to come out. <laughs> um, my genius is also my fail. So I can wait to tell you how it worked yeah. out at the fail point. Okay. okay. Very well. That's great. No, I... <laughs> I love a continuation oh, of a G. I would great. say that probably most geniuses yes. eventually result in a fail. Always. Yes. All, you know, like that's not a surprise. <laughs> right. Okay. So my genius is that, and I may have mentioned this before, but I don't, you know, the times are hard for geniuses during the mm-hmm. coronavirus. So maybe it's, if I've mentioned it, it's that I'm continuing to do it. So uh, Katie Bill's been uh, struggling a little with, you know, uh, depression and like just, you know, uh, she misses her yeah. friends. She needs to be yeah. with people in school. Of course. And one of the things that we started doing was just making sure that we had more get out and be physical time, which is always good for me. Mm-hmm. It has depression. So we've been playing badminton in the front yard, not like with a net or anything. It usually involves us just being like. Stand back for my awesome hit. And then it goes like nowhere. Great. We're very That's how you play. bad. I'm pretty at sure those are the rules of Batman, yeah. if I know Batman. That's yes. right. And so <laughs> we've been playing not only every morning before it gets too hot, that we have been playing in the evening as yeah. well. And it has been really nice. I can I can 
see that it's nice for her and I know it's nice for me. And so I am happy that we are continuing to do that. Good job. Very good job. Thank you. Hey, everyone. I'm calling in a genius. It's a tired genius, but it's a genius. Um, This whole homeschooling thing is not really my cup of tea. Uh, I was not meant to be a teacher, and my kids were not meant to be taught by me. They were struggling, especially with reading, because my kids just didn't inherit my love for books, and it kills me, and they get frustrated, and they get short-tempered, and I just want them to enjoy it, and they just don't, and then we just argue about it. So the one night, I asked them if they wanted to put on a show, and they were so excited. So every night after dinner, I set up my iPad, and I log into my Facebook, and I hit live, and I give them a pile of books, and I just let them read to whoever happens to be scrolling Facebook, Um, and they each read for... I don't even know, or really care, like 20 minutes each, sometimes more, sometimes less. And they feel so cool and like they are putting on a live show and they're excited about it and they read every single night. They ask me to read every single night. And they see all the little things that pop up that say so-and-so is watching and they do a little comment and they just lose their minds over it. And so I'm calling it a genius and I'm on week two or two and a half, I don't know, a while. It's been working for a while. So I'm just saying that, like, it's my genius. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's what I got. That was a good idea of mine. I had a good idea. <laughs> that was a good job. All right. <laughs> yes. That was a good job. Such a good idea. If that had been around when I was a kid, oh, I yeah. would be valedictorian of an Ivy League school. I know. Like I, the uh, just make it performance. Yes. Forget about it. I know. I, you are a genius. Uh, you said that you did a good job enough that I feel like I don't even need to <laughs> because you did such a good job. I am sweat. And the two and a half weeks, that feels like like a new record for a genius. I feel like that's some sort of genius record, like preserved in the halls of genius fail <laughs> history. That's amazing. You are doing a very good job. Great job. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Fail me, Renee. So many. So many. Anything that wasn't my genius, honestly. Uh, but going back to this um, this puzzle game. So I fall for this, I would say, quarterly. A new dog product will come out that says uh, for tough dogs. Yeah. For, for dogs who indestructible. They, they won't be able to get into this one, it says. And I fall for it every time. So this puzzle that he's supposed to, like, nose his little nose around to get the dial to going, he just bit through the plastic mm. and was like, yeah. I'll grab it that way. It lasted maybe 30 seconds. Yeah. Maybe. And then just looked at me and was like, well, I'm still bored. So, um, <laughs> so my, what do you got next, mom? Right. That sounds pretty easy. Uh, so yeah, I think my main fail would be to ever trust mm. a product that says, uh, well, but you haven't tried us. Uh, yeah. It's, this dog can get through anything. Can I just say, uh, clearly, Tugboat is a genius. I think, yes, he is a He's, genius. I mean, yes. like, 
that that toy was designed for this like long obvious route right right and tugboat was like what is the deal I can just solve this problem like this. Boom. Boom. No, I thank you so much for that. I will say that today I posted, um, again, because he goes through stuff so quickly. So, uh, again, the difference between kids and dogs, I give him the toy in the bag, which I don't think you could do with a kid because that's a choking (laughs) hazard. But it just just takes longer if I make him also work through the bag. He's supervised. He's fine. So today he had a stick and he had his bone in a bag. And then Uh he was like nudging the stick towards the bone and so I was just like I wonder what he's doing he's either you know as smart as crows are that he's using a tool to open the bag probably that probably or uh, or he's just trying to make him friends and then everybody who saw it was like he's trying to bury the bone with a stick and it just looks so stupid like what a lovable (laughs) idiot that he was just trying to put a stick on top of the bone and then no one will see it that is not true the internet is wrong about that (laughs) thank you thank you for that but i think we stand before you as two very lovable idiots but we we go well together so that's fine so that's fine Um, all right this is look guys i have said this since the very beginning of the sheltering in place i understand that ellis's regression and need to be with me all of the time is natural. It is his way of coping with the confusion and uncertainty of the times. When his teachers were doing their wrap-up conference, they asked, did you like being like doing school from home or did you miss school? And he's like, oh no, I loved it. I loved learning from home. Why? Because I get to be with my mama all day. Now, guys, that's really sweet. I will say, now this is just the guilt that keeps me up at night, like all parents, is like I'm trying to give them the space, right? But simultaneously, am I like not respecting the boundaries I'd worked so hard to set up prior to this to help him? So this is more of like a I just decided I'm going to beat myself up today with a fail, kind of fail. Like, I know really most of it's out of my control. But every time he starts crying and screaming when I go to the bathroom uh, or take a shower, I do feel like, is there something different I could be doing? I don't know. He'll be, he's 13. I'm just kidding. He's not. (laughs) But like, that's what I feel like. I feel like this is leading to like, you know, I'll brush your hair, mother. Sure. You know, <laughs> let me, can I braid it tonight, mother? Like, I, this is where we're headed. So right. it's not like, I don't need anything. I just, bleh. I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, I, I think you're doing great. I will reiterate what I said at the beginning of the show. <laughs> Hi, One Bed Mother. This is a fail um, or a rant. I don't know. But I'm an idiot, and the other day, in the midst of this quarantine, I got an email saying that Easter dinner at my family's house has been canceled because we can't be together. So I yell over to my husband, hey, Easter dinner was canceled. And then my three-year-old, who I had no idea, (laughs) knew what Easter was, remembered Easter, knew anything about it, goes, Easter is canceled and starts crying. 
And I said, you don't even know what Easter is. And she said, yes, I do. It's where we get to find those eggs. And I thought, fuck, how did she remember that? Now I just screamed that Easter is canceled and she's crying. And everywhere that is going to have Easter stuff is either closed or covered in plague germs. So I just had to run to Target and risk my life to buy some goddamn colored eggs for my kid to find and waste money on stupid crap that she's probably going to play with for like 10 minutes on Easter and then forget all about, and I'm just going to have to throw it out sometime later, and it's wasting resources. And the best part of all of this is that we're fucking atheists. We don't even believe in any of this. We don't celebrate Easter. Our families do. I, I can't. I can't anymore. I can't. I need to see other human beings besides my family, and I need to stop yelling about things like the Easter holiday being canceled in front of my three-year-old. What the fuck is happening right now? <sighs> Thank you, guys. You're the best. Well, uh, there's there. Do, I have two uh, things immediately. <laughs> if I decided that this was a rant, and, and there's a lot of ranting in it, uh, I would want to say to you, first off, you're doing actually an incredible job. You went to the target. You got the eggs. You got the garbage. You did it. You did it. It ain't nothing religious about bunnies. All right. Like, so, you know, you're, you actually are an incredible parent. But we played this in the fails because you've uh, ruined your child's life. But here's the thing about three-year-olds. People are always very dismissive of, like, really young kids' memories. Now, it is true that by the time they, like, or at least with my children, do you like me, science? Sorry, science. It's true that my children, up until the age of, like, four or five, somewhere in that window, they started forgetting everything that happened before. But before that, they... It was creepy. Like they remembered Easter. They remembered things that we had done a year before. And I would always just be like, how do you remember that? You were uh, like two, you're three. I don't understand. So I can understand how that caught you off. So fail underestimating your child's memory. (laughs) And two, fail is just thinking you could speak in front of your child ever. They're just forgetting that there were kids in your house. That That's a fail I have a lot. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And yet, and yet, and yet, uh, I also think it's a little bit of a genius because like it, you were at your breaking point at Easter. And yeah. now look at you. And now look at you. Somehow you made it from Easter to now. Yeah. So that's good. I guess yeah. that's good. Yeah, that's right. We're, we are, it might as well have been Easter yesterday. Right. Time is meaningless to us now. Well, you're doing a horrible job. Are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. 
Hi, I'm James, host of Minority Corner, which is a podcast that's all about intersectionality. It's hosted by James with a guest host every week. Discussing all sorts of wonderful issues, nerdy and political. Pop culture. Black, queer, feminism. Race, sexuality. News. You're going to learn your history, their self-empowerment, and it's told by what feels like your best friend. Why should someone listen to Minority Corner? Why not? Oh my God, free stuff. There's not free stuff. The listeners of Minority Corner will enjoy some necessary LOLs, but mainly a look at what's happening in our world through a colorful lens. People will get the perspective of marginalized communities. I feel heard. I feel seen. Like you said, you need to understand how to be more proactive in your community and this is a great way to get started. Join us every Friday on Max Fun or wherever you get your podcast. Minority, Minority Corner. Corner. Because, because together, together, we're the majority. Hey everyone, it's I, John, Hodgman of the Judge John Hodgman podcast. And I, Elliot Kalin of the Flophouse podcast. And we've made a whole new podcast, a 12-episode special miniseries called I, Podius, in which we recap, discuss, and explore the very famous 1976 BBC miniseries about ancient Rome called I, Claudius. We've got incredible guests such as Gillian Jacobs, Paul F. Tompkins, as well as star of I, Claudius, Sir Patrick Stewart, and his son, non-sir Daniel Stewart. Don't worry, Dan, you'll get there someday. iPodius is the name of the show. Every week for MaximumFun.org for only 12 weeks. Get them at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Renee. Yeah. You know, whenever you come to visit, to co-host, it's like having a guest. Because Thanks, man. you're such a treat. <laughs> and I could talk to you for hours and therefore Same. no guest guest today. But as I always say, that's not really true because the most important guest is here. And mm-hmm. that's a mom having a breakdown. This is probably a rant. Um, I really just called because I needed to hear that I'm doing a great job. I'm a teacher. <laughs> I use that term loosely right now. And I have a two-year-old and a 10-month-old. And I'm not doing either of my jobs well. I'm actually doing a really fucking awful job at both of them right now. Um, So bad that my daughter tantrumed and screamed at me for hours this morning. And I eventually just put her in her crib and decided if she'd sleep or she needed some a break from me or I needed a break from her. And she's the two-year-old, and it was the nine-month-old, ten-month-old. Sorry, he just turned ten months old today. Um, it was his nap time, so I decided Mommy needed at least five minutes where somebody wasn't screaming at me because the ten-month-old is also teething or just going through a phase where he wants to be held all day, but then he doesn't want to be held. I, I don't even know what he wants. I don't know. I don't know what either of them want, and it's my 16-year-old twin sibling's um, birthday, 16th birthday. And um, I don't talk to my mom for some really crappy reasons. And I sent them a Snapchat, and they opened it, but they didn't say anything. And they haven't even met my 10-month-old. And the one of them seen my daughter when she was one, and the other hasn't seen her since she was, like, nine months old. So it's just I'm not doing all right. Plus, I mean... We're on day five million of quarantine, I think. I don't even know. I can't. I I don't keep track anymore. I lose I lose it if I find it. If I if I keep track and it's supposed to have bad storms here today, so we can't even go outside. It 
I've already fed my daughter peanut butter and jelly for at least every meal, one meal a day this week since, I don't know, the weekend because all she eats is fucking peanut butter. I just, I need people and I'm just having a hard time and I needed somebody to tell me I was doing a good job. So thank you and thank you for the show. All right, bye. Okay, first off, you are doing such a good job. You are not alone. This is awful. And, you know, I mean, it's, it, it kind of sucks that we're this far into the quarantining and the sheltering in place and this new way of living that we don't even lead with that being the thing that's having such a huge effect on us. And then you have a two-year-old and a 10-month-old. And I am, that's, that's a thing that so you have much. in your house. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. like, I, you are doing such a good job even giving yourself the five minutes by putting them down. And like, I think we've done a show in the past on being yelled at all the time, but I really could do another show right now about being yelled at all the time. Because I think at any age, you know, they're like 10 months old. You're like, I get it. I know why you're yelling. And then like two years old, you're like, terrible twos. Yeah, everybody told me terrible twos. They're all yelling. And then they're six and they're yelling. And then they're tweens and they're yelling. And then like everybody's just yelling at you. And you're like, who am I? I used to be a person that was in the world that no one yelled at. I'm pretty sure unless I really deserved it. And like me... Just coming in and saying hi or helping you brush your teeth, I'm pretty sure it's not a good reason for being yelled at. <laughs> if that, like, really, really chips away at the old spirit, okay? So, yeah, of course you're struggling. Duh, it's really hard. And peanut butter and jelly. Ellis, for the entire year that he was physically in the school this year, his entire kindergarten in school year and at home learning, he has a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every fucking day. Every, every day. Currently, he has like little Lego, Eggo waffles every morning. Sometimes for dinner too, guys. Yum! Breakfast <laughs> for dinner? That's crazy. Breakfast Wild. for breakfast? Weird. <laughs> Yeah, I just, there's too much going on to like try and I get peanut butter and jelly every day, every meal. If yeah. that is helping get through this time like of our lives. This is going to sound like an exaggeration just so that I can commiserate, but I had a peanut butter and honey. Okay, yeah, so it's a honey, little different. Sure. But a peanut no, butter and honey sandwich every single day of April. And then when I went through my family size peanut butter and jelly jar yeah. and or peanut butter jar in one month, I was like, okay, maybe I pulled back the reins. Yeah. But we're all surviving on peanut butter right yeah. now. And I think it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's really okay. I know. Yeah, you know you've like leveled up. The first time I knew I'd leveled up was when I was getting the like the 
big ketchups, the yeah. like, but the two packs of the like, well, that's the big ketchup. Like that's got to go on a special <laughs> pantry shelf before we use it because yeah. I'm expecting to go through that much ketchup. Of course. In a short period of time. <laughs> and then uh, with the peanut butter, when we go and do like our like shopping for then never going shopping again, of course. Uh, there's right. so much family mm-hmm. size peanut butter that's in the green. In the garage well, I might right be now. popping by to borrow some. Yep. Well, we've got okay. Okay. a lot of peanut butter. <laughs> good. You are doing, you're doing such a good job. It mm-hmm. is incredibly hard right now, especially uh, as adults, not having other adults to engage with. But you are, in fact, doing an incredible job. Renee. Yeah. I think that we always learn that dogs and kids are, like, interchangeable. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you sure make me feel that way, and I appreciate it so much. And when you talk about your dog, it makes me feel that way. So that's good. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, no, that's exactly. My children would have solved the puzzle ball with a hammer. So I get it. the same. I think that in a general sense of being responsible for somebody else's well-being is a lot whether that be an animal or a child, it's a lot. It it's is. a lot. Yeah. You know, we also learned that boredom is as boredom does. Can I say that? Is that a thing? I don't know. I think you can. I, yeah. Look, guys. Yeah. I mean, you need to say it in a Forrest Gump voice, but like, yeah, you can well, do it. I'm Southern. <laughs> don't I already sound like yeah, you that? You can do it. Yeah. I will. I, this is my thought on the boredom. And like, I, I do not. Boredom. I wonder if that is part of. The like parenting emergency Rolodex of I just need to be alone. So mm-hmm. go be bored somewhere. And if, you know, like everything with parenting, convincing your children to go be bored away from you is a, a job that you have to do every day forever. Okay. They're not going to just wander off and be like, hooray. <laughs> I'm bored and I don't want to share it with anyone. <laughs> like that's uh, boredom is just go find something to do. Yeah. Okay. And you know, maybe maybe we're good at it, maybe we're not. That is why the good Lord invented television. Yeah. Now, the the bottom line here is things aren't okay right now in so many so many ways and it is overwhelming it can even be paralyzing we've said this before in that you know when it becomes paralyzing the grief and the the rage and the sadness it sometimes makes it so you have to step back and then that can make it feel like Maybe I'm not doing a good job by not saying more and being involved. And I want to say what I read during the Brett Kavanaugh trials. You know, so many of us were online just like, ah, like raging. And I remember different women saying, if you have to step back from this because it is too much, step back because I will take your place. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is a lot. And those of us who have the energy to be in the front, let's do it. For all of those who are just worn 
out, okay? We can have each other's backs through this. <laughs> yes. All right? And you're all doing an incredible job in a set of really difficult circumstances. We see you. Let's go see each other. Be kind to yourself. I'm going to tell you what to do. Go be kind to each other, okay? Remember, sometimes the most helpful way to be an ally is to shut up and listen. <laughs> Just yes. listen. You don't have yes. to like, I don't have to tell you how yeah. you feel. I'm just going <laughs> to shut up. And I'm say, gonna listen, and I'm gonna learn. Then, yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. fucking like we say with the parenting stuff. Like lots of times, you can just say. Most of us just want to hear. Yeah, it sucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm tired. You know. Yeah. You know what? I bet you are. That does suck. Mm -hmm. See, listening. <laughs> and I, I, I know that this community is so good at that, and I am inspired by this community every day. So everybody really hang in there. You're doing a good job. Renee, you are doing such a good job. I really appreciate you always coming on and talking with me. Thank you. And equally, Biz, you are doing such a great job. For you to be going through what you're going through and yet still be the cheerleader for all of us is, I don't, you're an inspiration to me. So great job to you. Well, thank you. I'm medicated. Uh, <laughs> and... <laughs> And uh, right. Teresa, wherever you are, well, I know you're at home. Teresa, <laughs> where you are, yes, you are doing an incredible job. And we see you. And we love you. Yes. And guess what, guys? We're going to talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Hannah Smith, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama blue. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama blue. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.